All right. Uh, this is uh, the second uh, podcast of uh, Biscuits Buttered. Uh, this is Victoria Vandenberg speaking. I'm currently uh, currently got a Virginia Slim 100 uh, lit, and I've uh, got me a glass of uh, Buffalo Trace on the rocks, and of course my Fanny Farkle's souvenir cup. Um, and you know what? There really isn't much going on in my life this week, so. I figured uh, I'll talk about some of the things that happened last week. Uh, I went and uh, went, decided to go with my friend Bert's Chili, uh, the greatest human being I know. Uh, we decided to go to gorgeous, palatial, um, verdant. Uh, so many words you could describe Birmingham as. It, it's it's kind of like. Um, Mm, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. I think it's Portland of the South. I think it's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful city. It's an underrated city. There are caves. There, there's a giant Vulcan, a bare-assed Vulcan. I mean, what, what do you not like about that? There's a, there's an old furnace that, um, you know, it's just cool. It's just an old furnace. And then there's, you know, shootings. And that's always fun. One less person on the planet, probably better off, right? So we go to Birmingham, and we're trying to find things to do. We go to the fucking Spirit Halloween. And it's like, it's like a fucking thrift store. I mean, we go in there, and it's just sparse, and there's nothing in there. And we, we don't even know. We're like, what the fuck are we even doing here? Like, it's fucking terrible. They had nothing. So the yesterday I went to the one in Decatur, and it was amazing. It had all the, like, cool animatronics and masks and everything. And I bought me a hat for the great the great horror movie Trick or Treat, uh, which is one that I had missed previously. You know, apparently this movie's been around for a long time, but... Uh, last year it was on a list of movies, underrated movies. And I watched it. I'm like, how the fuck did I miss this movie? It's a great movie. Trick or treat. So I bought me a hat for a trick or treat. And I'm very happy with my hat. And, uh, I will be wearing it out in public. Uh, just to specify that I'll be in public with my trick or treat hat. Well, anyway, so we went down, you know, the Spirit Halloween sucked, and we were trying to find stuff to do, so we went down to uh, Five Points. I sometimes call it Little Five Points, even though it's not Little Five Points. It's Five Points, because there's a Little Five Points in Atlanta, which is fucking awesome. I mean, it's just like, if you ever get the chance, go to Little Five Points in Atlanta. I love it. You'll go down the street, and, you know, people will... You always know it's a good place when people come up and say strange things to you. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out of like the drug culture thing. But, you know, like if you're if you're in Atlanta and you're like in a little five points, you know, you'll have somebody walk up to you and just say something like, hey, you want to power up with some mushrooms? Like, uh, maybe. I don't know. What does that even fucking mean? I guess he's selling mushrooms. I don't know. Or no, no. He said... 
I can't remember exactly what he said. It was something like, do you want a mushroom pizza? A random guy, just a rando, walked up to me and Burt's Chili and just asked us if we wanted uh, a mushroom pizza. Maybe he really had a mushroom pizza. I didn't see one. He was just randomly walking down the street. So I don't know. Maybe there was a mushroom pizza somewhere. I don't know. Well, anyway, I told him, um, no, thanks. But because uh, I really didn't at the time, you know, you know, like when people say stuff to you, you know, and you in the moment you don't quite get what they're saying and you just randomly pop off something to say back, you know, and then later you're like, oh, they were trying to sell me drugs. Th- this is my whole life. This is my whole life personified. People will say stuff to me. I don't understand what they're saying. And then like a day later, I'll go, oh, that's what they were saying. Like people will proposition me for sex. And I'll be like, why are they being so weird? And then like the next day, oh, they wanted to fuck me. Damn, too bad I'm really slow and don't pick up on these social cues, people. It's just, I wish I wish I had the normal social skills of a human being. Well, anyway, so we go down, we go down to five points in Birmingham, not little five points, five points in Birmingham, uh, which used to be, it's kind of, it's kind of fallen from grace. You know, it used to be really cool, you know, like 20 years ago, you'd go down there and they had a club named uh, Bell Bottoms and you could uh, go in there, had a light up dance floor and it was like 19... Whenever disco was, was it the seventies, sixties? I don't know. Well, anyway, you could go, I guess it's the seventies. You go in there and you could like dance on this light up dance floor and had a disco ball. I mean, it was really fucking cool. And, uh, and now, you know, you go there and everything's, you know, there's a lot of things shut down. There's a lot of like, you know, uh, homeless people, a lot of crazy people running around yelling, you know, stuff. Um, but anyway, so, uh, you know, I always like to go down there because I love, uh, I love the area. You know, there's a really good, uh, restaurant called, um, oh fuck, drawing a blank here. It's like a black, black market, something like that. Black market. Yeah. Really good place. Go to it. They play great music, great food, great everything. Well, anyway, so we go down here and we go to this store called what's on second. And, you know, we look around, they have lots of cool shit, but it's overpriced, you know. And you just look around at their knickknacks and collectibles. And, you know, me and Bert's are, you know, walking around and, you know, it's ran by hipsters. You know, as soon as I walked in, you know, I could just smell the um, the skunkiness, uh, the skunky smell. And, you know, I, I would love to smoke marijuana. I'm just going to put that on the record. I would love to smoke marijuana, but I can't because I get drug tested. The fucking federal government requires me to take DOT drug testing, and it goes to this federal registry where it stays forever, which I think is a violation of my privacy and everything else. I don't see what's wrong with having a truck driver that does drugs. You know, so then, you know, the people you know, they'll, they'll go and, you know, they'll do meth because meth will go out of your system real quick. 
but you can't do the pot, which, you know, I'm telling you, I could use some pot sometimes when I'm dealing with these people um, at work. Well, anyway, I get in here and, you know, we've got these hipsters running the shop, these old, old hipsters, you know, like 50 something hipsters. Uh, one guy's in there bragging about his fucking, oh man, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm not even from Birmingham. <laughs> I'm from fucking Fairhope. Yeah. Native Fairhope. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, guy. And he's like, five acres, man. Five acres in Fairhope. Got an organic farm. All this shit. And the other guy is trying to, I guess the other guy was sitting there trying to connect with him. Like, yeah, I'm from Fairhope too. Oh my God. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know and I'm having to hear this annoying conversation about how wonderful they're. Any, anytime I hear someone talking about their life and I'm like, oh, they got a better life than me. I'm like, oh, fuck these people. Right. Does anybody else do that? Does anyone out there in the void listening to me right now in the darkness listening to me? Don't you just hate it when other people have better lives than you and you have to hear their bullshit? Oh, I'm just, you know, organic farming on the side on my five-acre lot in fucking Fairhope. Yeah, just fucking, you know, and then I go canoe in the ocean afterwards and smoke a joint. And I just do this, you know, I just run this really cool shop in five points in my spare time, you know. I don't <laughs> I don't live in Birmingham full time. You know, I would actually rather live in Birmingham than Fairhope. Uh, that's just that's just my opinion. I like Birmingham. I think it's, it's got a bad name. It's got a bad name over the years. I think it's all the, you know, crime and poverty and and you know, they've had a couple of bad mayors. I think they got a good one now. They got this Woodfin. I'm a little bit pissed at Woodfin. He um is not doing enough. Basically, there was this great haunted house called Sloss Fright Furnace. And uh, he's not lifting a fucking finger to make sure that it comes back. So basically, the people that run the National Historic Site for the furnace are just saying, nah, we, we don't want it here anymore. And this is something I've been going to since, you know, I was in high school. And now these motherfuckers just decided, hey, we're not going to do it because, you know, we don't like it. You know, you, you get these fucking uppity people that, you know, just don't understand, you know, like where, where the hell am I going to go to get my fortune read, to watch a sideshow? You know, there used to be this fucking guy there. There was a sideshow and he would, you know, lift stuff with his nipples. Where else are you going to see that? Where else am I supposed to go? Where's the outlet that I'm supposed to go to, to see someone lift a center block with their nipples. I don't know where to go to get that other than Slaw's Fright Furnace. And we're, we're, we're not going to have that no more because of these people that, you know, I see it happening in Florence. You know, you have these people that want to make everything real haughty, want to make everything real upscale. And then meanwhile, people like me who I like a little seediness, I like a little grittiness. I like the rougher things in the world. And damn it, I like a little gore. And they're taking all this away from us. And nobody seems to care because Woodfin was in fucking Belize t doing photo shoots with his 
drop dead gorgeous wife. They're, they're actually both gorgeous. They're both very photogenic and it pisses me off. This man who's like, I don't know, he's probably like 25. He's mayor of Birmingham and he's got this amazing life. He can't fucking take five minutes to save this goddamn haunted house, which gives me a lot of pleasure, pleasure every October. He needs to think about me and stop thinking so much about himself, right? Anyway, we're down in we're down in fucking five points, which is there's there's not much. There's black market. Uh, there's some beautiful churches down there. Um, you know, they got the mellow mushroom. They've got um, I think there's a, a new Indian restaurant, but it had modern in the title, and I'm like, oh, so I know this Indian restaurant is ran by white people. So I probably don't want to eat there. If you're going to try to make my Indian food like fancy and foo-foo, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. You just, you can keep it there at your modern Indian place. And then I think there's a Thai place down there and a couple other places, uh, uh, original pancake house, stuff like that. Um, and a bar named Dave's. I think it's been there forever, but I, I've, I've never been in Dave's, but. Anyway, why am I rambling about Five Points? It's a great place. Visit it if you're there. Um, there's usually some guy, and I've never really stopped to talk to him. There's a guy that's usually down there with a hard hat, and he's selling paintings. He looks like a pretty good artist. I don't really know much about him. I need to look up, because I swear I've seen him there two or three times. He's probably known in the community, but he seems to have uh, pretty good paintings. And uh, I always, when I come to uh, Five Points, I like to visit the the fountain. Uh, and this year there was like, you know, lots of homeless around it. Lots of people like, you know, yelling at each other, you know, having little psychotic breaks in front of the, in front of the fucking fountain. And, um, but I still, I have to visit the fountain. I'm drawn to the fountain, the storyteller fountain. I think is what it's called. And it's by uh, a great artist named Frank, Fl- Frank Fleming, who uh, I just, I think he's the best. I think he's underrated and nobody ever talks about him. Which I think are for Alabama reasons. I think people are not talking about Frank Fleming for Alabama reasons. We'll get into that. But anyway, this storyteller fountain, which I think was um, inspired by a murder think it's a, a dedication to someone's if I'm remembering correctly it's a dedication to someone's um, murdered son and it's a beautiful fountain that has a goat that's telling a story to all these other animals and it's kind of become known as like a satanic fountain because it's like a goat man telling the story well I fucking love it. I think it's cool as shit. And every time I go there, I have to take a picture of it. But you don't really hear much about Frank Fleming. You know, you'll hear about other Alabama artists a lot. You know, you'll hear about like Jerry Brown, people like that. But you never hear about Frank Fleming much. And I think it's because he's gay. And there's a lot of conservative people. And they're out of their fucking minds. Uh, 
because he uh, was gay and he actually got in trouble for having a freaking lemon party out in a public park. So apparently I think he was in, cause he, he was quite old when he died, I believe. And I think he was like in his eighties and he went and had like an orgy in a park, an old man lemon party orgy in a public park. For some reason, he thought that was a good idea. Well, anyway, he got caught and arrested for that. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, I don't know. Alabama's a fucked up place. Alabama's a place where you will, you know, be doing meth in church. And as long as you're in church, everyone thinks you're great. You could be beating your kids, cheating on your wife, fucking doing drugs, ripping people off. Um, you know, you could be in and out of jail every week. But if you go to church, people are always oh, a good guy goes to my church. That's pretty much how everybody lives here. And it's just something you have to deal with. And that's the reason I think I never hear anybody praising this guy is because uh, he was, um, I guess he was kind of promiscuous. I mean, more power to him. I mean, you know, if I could do it, I would. Um, damn, you know, if you're an artist, there, there's a saying, I don't know who said this, artists create their own moral universe. And I guess uh, Frank Flippen did that by having a lemon party. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he's a great artist. Look him up. Uh, lots of great stuff. Uh, somebody's texting me. I don't know why. Uh, after we went to the fountain, or actually we went by and we ate at Taj Indian. And uh, that was really good. Uh, really fucking spicy. Uh, really enjoyed it. We, I would prefer to go to Sitar, but uh, Sitar moved to uh, another. Sitar used to have this really great location, and then they moved to this other location closer to UAB, and they focus on to go orders now. And it's just not, it's just not the same. I wish they'd go back to where you could sit down and have a waiter. And I'm, I love dining out. I love dining out. Uh, I'm one of these people that I just, I'm 40. I don't think there's a God. I don't think there's any meaning to life. I don't have any money. There's certain things I can afford to do. So I go out in the world and I try to have experiences and I go out and I eat. I go out and I drink. I go to concerts, the ones that I can afford. And then I go on little trips and I try to experience the world because that's really all there is until I fucking die. I just have these little experiences until I die just to fill up the time. Like, hey, I'm going to go out and fucking eat over here at this fucking Indian restaurant. And maybe that'll be a good time. I don't know. So we went to Avondale Brewing, which I highly suggest. And... Uh, I started drinking this stuff called Snake Handler, and I'm sitting here the whole time. I'm, I'm if I haven't told you yet, I'm a fucking idiot, okay? And you've probably realized that if you've been listening to this podcast. I'm sitting here in fucking Avondale Brewing, and I'm bitching like, man, IPAs are shit. 
while I'm sitting here simultaneously drinking an IPA, and I didn't realize I was even drinking an IPA, I'm like, why do I got so many IPAs? IPAs are fucking terrible. And then I'm drinking Snake Handler, which is an IPA, and I'm like, fuck. Why am I so stupid? And we got this uh, Silver Fox fucking uh, bartender who is like in his 50s, and he's in shape. And I'm like, I'm like, you're like probably 15 years older than me. And you look like you got all your shit together. You look like you wake up and do sit-ups and push-ups and keep your shit together. Why can't I do that? Terrible. Anyway, this motherfucker brings us some... Because we got shit-faced. I mean, me and Bert's Chili got shit-faced and... We uh, got some pizza from Postal Pies. He brought in this cold pizza, one of them called Swine, and uh, it was really fucking good. I might have just been drunk because uh, Snake Handler is like 10% uh, alcohol. And um, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many I drank while I was there, but I was well buzzed by the time I started... Uh, heading over to Saturn. And I don't even know if I explained why we were even fucking there, because that's one thing you'll learn about this podcast. I will start a thought, not finish it, and just jump to another thing, because uh, I think I have undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> so that, that's just going to be the podcast. Some guy who just cannot finish his thoughts. Well, anyway, we were there because we were going to go to see Black Midi. Uh, which is a really cool band. I don't know how you would describe them. They're kind of like prog rock, math rock, fucking jazz. I don't don't know. Maybe they're jazz. I don't know. Anyway, they kind of remind me of a lot of bands that I like. I'm a huge fan of prog rock. So we go to this fucking concert and, you know, Saturn's this really cool fucking bar. You know, they got all these, arcade games and photo booths and it's just really fucking cool inside and i get in there and i'm like already drunk and i start bugging this asshole who's wearing a king crimson shirt hello i'm fucking king crimson five robert fripp robert fripp and he's like uh sir i have to go uh, i have somebody over here waiting on me i'm like he's great right robert fripp it's my favorite so I scared that person off and we uh, basically me and Bert's Chili just sat there making fun of um, people all night because we got really fucking trashed everywhere we went. We got really fucking trashed. And um, for some reason, we started making fun of this couple who, when I look back, I'm like, they were just having a good time. But I was drunk with Bert's Chili and I'm like... Look at them fucking dancing. And then Bert's chili is like, meth, not even once. And we're just like sitting there yapping at them the whole fucking time. And these people were trying to enjoy themselves. And I apologize. If they're listening to the podcast right now, I fucking apologize. I feel terrible. Uh, But I'm kind of an asshole and I don't even realize I'm an asshole until later. Um, Well, anyway. They had an opening act called Black Country New Roads. New Road. And it um, it's 
Jazz from Foggy London Town. And it was really good and, I mean, just really fucking good. I mean, they came out, had the premarital sax and just fucking went crazy. I mean, I love like progressive kind of creative artsy music and, and uh, it was just wonderful. And I'm a new fan of them. Uh, And I went crazy for them uh, at the end. Uh, And then, you know, um, we've seen Black Midi. Black Midi was amazing. But I have to admit, I actually think I like Black Country New Road better than Black Midi now. And Black Midi was fucking awesome. People were just fucking going all over the place. And they were uh, dancing in a circle and all this stuff. I mean, it was just insane. And, I mean, I bet I drank... Somewhere above, I bet I drank a case of beer that whole fucking day. I mean, I, I drank a shit ton. And we ended up um, going to the Waffle House downtown by UAB. They fucking turned us away. These motherfuckers, fast food in this country just went to hell. We went in there. We're like, we just got two. And they're like, oh, we're not serving nobody. And I'm like, well, why are y'all at work? Y'all need to leave. It's like, you're open, you're working. This is a 24-hour establishment. It's the Waffle House. What what has happened to this country? We used to be a proper nation. I mean, if you can't get shit-faced drunk and go to a Waffle House at fucking midnight, I don't even want to live anymore. I mean, I might as well be living in fucking Prague or something. The fuck? So these motherfuckers turn us away, will not fix us any hash browns, which is just makes me want to cry thinking about it. I mean, remember back in the day, like, remember over three years ago when you could go to a restaurant and get served? And now, like, they're at work, but they don't want to serve you. They're just like, fuck you. Oh, you want service? Fuck you. Now, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. It's it's insanity. So we ended up going to the Fultondale Waffle House, and the Fulton the Fultondale Waffle House is ran by angels, just absolute angels, just people who respect the order of the universe. I came in. They said, "Yes, we're serving." And we sat down and she brought me a fucking Patty Mountain hash browns. And that Patty Mountain hash browns fueled me being able to get home shit face drunk to my home, which it was a, a fucking terrible idea. To put this in perspective of how terrible it is, I cannot ever have anything on my driver's record because I'm a truck driver. I will lose my job if I get caught drinking and driving. But apparently I I did that night and I feel bad about it. I shouldn't have. Next time I'm going to stay. I've told myself from now on I'm going to stay if I go to a concert because I know I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to fucking stay. And uh, maybe I'll get to stay at the um, Redmont Hotel and we can talk to ghosts while we're there uh, next time. But we're going to go to... Pussifer and on Halloween night. 
So I've already got a hotel lined up for that. That way I won't be drinking and driving. I'll just take an Uber. Um, but yeah, I, I got just drunk enough to drive home. Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit um, just about just about life in Alabama. Just such a fucking shitty place to live. I mean, the people here are just fucking ridiculous. You'll hear me say that a lot. I love calling people ridiculous. You know, life in Alabama centers around gas stations. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. And I have lots of interactions with wonderful people at gas stations. Like one day, I almost got into a fight at the McDonald's at a gas station in Red Bay. This motherfucker, I'm sitting here, I'm in the line, and this motherfucker's trying to cut into the line. And I pull up, I'm like, no, 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 sir. No, no, no. I'm a fat fuck, and I need a McGriddle, and you're not breaking in line. So it's one of these people. Have you ever looked at somebody and you can tell that they've been in jail and are probably on probation? It was one of these motherfuckers. So, of course, he fucking parks, gets out of the car, fucking starts cussing me out, you know, doing his thug shit. You know, this this is a white guy, by the way. I don't want anybody thinking I use the word thug and trying to think of a, you know, trying to say I'm talking about a black guy. He's a white guy. Um, He wanted to be black, but he wasn't. Um, Well, anyway, he's in there. He's fucking yelling at me. He's like, oh, I'll fucking take care of you, big boy, and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, sounds like you want to fuck me. That's what it sounds like when you're saying shit like that. And, you know, I just sit there making fun of him. I told him, I said, why don't you go back to your fucking trailer? So this guy is fucking sitting here out in the McDonald's parking lot, and me and him are going back at each other, cussing each other. And and I'm just like... I don't have time for your trailer trash bullshit. Cause I just, you know, I could tell he lived in, you know, you just look at him and you, know, you can tell. And uh, I knew that I was trying to hurt his feelings, but uh, anyway, he just, you know, wanted to look like a badass. Then his kids, his little kids even came outside and cussed me and his, and his, the woman that was with him who had a black eye was sitting there like signaling to him, stop. Because she knew. She was like, stop. She knew she was doing the little thing on her throat. Like, hey, don't do that. And I, I was just like, oh, she knows. She's probably, he's probably going to take it out on her later. You know. That's life in Alabama. Those are the types of people you're going to meet every day and deal with. And sometimes they piss me off and I have to chew them out. Well, anyway, me and him have this interaction. And I'm just like, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. So I fucking pull up, I order my food and <laughs> I get to the window and, uh, the lady at the window is like, um, your food's been paid for by the person that was in front of you. I'm like, Oh, Oh, thank you. And she was like, you having a good day? And I'm like, I'm having a great day. <laughs> And uh, I actually 
because, you know, have you ever had a situation where you defended yourself and you feel good about it? Even though you had an ugly, ugly interaction. with some, I mean, ugly interaction. This looked really bad. I still was like on cloud nine about it. I mean, I was fucking high, off, high as a cut off of it. I was like, there's nothing better than, than defending yourself and letting someone know, hey, you might can push those people around. You're not going to push me around. You can go fuck yourself. There's nothing better than that. I was, I was happy the rest of the day off of this. And then I realized later in the day, I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Did, is this what is this how normal people react to these situations? Were they, were they happy that they cussed someone out in a fucking McDonald's parking lot? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, it is what it is. It's who I am as a person, and I have to accept that. Life doesn't get any better than Red Bay, Alabama. I have lots of interactions at gas stations in Alabama. There's probably a million stories I could tell. Um, you know, this was years and years and years ago. I stopped in Gurley, Alabama. Uh, which is a fucking shithole. I was going on a camping trip and I park at the uh, pump at the gas station pump. And this motherfucker comes out and starts staring at me. I'm like, why is this motherfucker staring at me? And I'm looking back at him. I'm like, okay. Why is he staring at me? He's over there by his truck. I'm like, what's he looking at? So I'm like, okay, I'm done pumping my gas. I pull over to the other side of the building. I'm waiting on my friend to come out, Burt's Chili. And uh, the, the motherfucker pulls behind me on the other side of the building. Uh, I'm like, I look up and I'm like, this motherfucker just pulled behind me. And then I... Notice he gets out of his car, sits there in front of his, well, he's actually in a truck, sits there staring at me in his fucking truck. And, you know, there's one thing I've learned in life is sometimes you just need to leave shit alone. Like, you don't have to, even though I didn't do that in the Red Bay situation, when you have a situation where someone's bringing their bullshit into your world, sometimes you need to just leave just leave that situation. And so I'm like, I don't have time for this. I'm going on a camping trip. It's supposed to be a nice weekend. And for some reason, this redneck fuck is staring me down again, pulled behind my fucking car. So I back up and I pull to the other side of the building. No, actually the front of the building. This motherfucker walks and starts talking to someone else Pointing at me. Pointing at me. Talking about me. I, I don't even know. I'm like, what is this? What the fuck? I can't even. And I, if you're ever through Gurley, don't even. Don't even stop. Gurley's just. It's a shithole and it should be burned down. I mean. You know, I, I don't understand it. Like, what what's going on in this guy's world 
does he not have a job? Does he not have kids? Does he not have a family? You know, is, is there not projects to do around the house? Why the fuck is he at a gas station with nothing to do staring me down? So I didn't know what to do in that situation. I ended up, and look, this is going to make me look bad. This is going to make me look bad. But it's the truth. It's what I did. I pulled up beside him, and I, I just yelled faggot at him because I knew that would take him off guard. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. If, if you're at a gas station staring another guy down, and that's like what you're doing for like 15 minutes, maybe you deserve it. Maybe you deserve it. You know. And I don't even, you know, want to explain myself here. I'm I'm no I'm no homophobe. I love the LGBT community. I've been to Pride. I've, you know, I I do all these things. Uh but there's nothing better than telling a redneck, probably white supremacist to his face that he's a faggot. There's nothing better than that. Cause he's, this guy definitely had white sheets in his closet. Let's be honest, probably stained white sheets. That's a bad joke. Anyway, where am I at in my, my list of things to go through my list of, uh, life stories. Well, anyway, about a week ago, a guy in Coleman fucking, I don't know what's going on in the world. There's a bunch of young men that are very, um, they're lost. There's a lot of people in the world right now that are lost. And this young man in Coleman who, you know, has a Facebook where he's like, you know, showing everybody, oh, look how great my life is, you know, because I actually went and looked at his Facebook when I heard this because he was in the air when I was listening to this and he still had his Facebook up. And, uh, you know, he had one of those Facebooks that's kind of like a, he's always posting pictures. Look what I'm doing. You know, look how great my life is. Well, obviously his life wasn't too great because he fucking took a plane and was trying to slam it into the Tupelo Walmart, which probably would have been the right decision for us all. I mean, one less Walmart in the world and one less citizen of Tupelo, probably a good thing for everybody. But uh, I, I just don't, I don't know what's going on in the world with people. You know, um, I talk shit on here and I joke, but what, why? Why did he just need attention? I mean, what what's going on? I mean, there seems to be like a crisis of like 20 to 40 year old men that are just like, they've, their life ain't going good. They just go suicide bomb the Walmart. I have no fucking clue. But, you know, we've been promised a lot and everything's going shitty. No one's getting paid. There's no opportunities. You know, I have no, I know people with law degrees that are like fucking waiters. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. I fucking hate being a truck driver. 
you know, you talk to truck drivers and they're so proud about being in the worst skilled trade there is. Because, you know, when I look at an electrician, I'm like, well, they actually learned some shit. You look at all these other skilled trades, it's like, well, they actually took a lot of time, you know, like I got my CDL in a month, you know. And then you, you meet these people and they're like, you're a fucking steering wheel holder. A fucking steering wheel holder. And I'm like, what kind of fucking name is that? I mean, is that, I mean, that's all we do is hold the steering wheel. I mean, even if these people pride themselves on driving a manual truck for some reason, and they they hate on anybody driving an automatic truck. Well, I drive an automatic truck because that's what my employer provides me. I have nothing else. That's all there is. I mean, it. I mean, could you imagine that that's the the place you're at in your life where you look down on people because you drive a manual that everyone's trained to do and everyone knows how to do that's driving a truck? They drive automatics because they're just simpler and easier and better to drive. They get better gas mileage. But you have these people that are just these boomer builts, these Volvo pride people, all these motherfuckers that just are on the road, just thinking they're the king of the castle with their fucking manual stick shift. Everybody's a steering wheel holder. I mainly work around Huntsville. And Huntsville is like the most fucked up place ever. Because you have you have like a ton of PhDs, a ton of government workers, a ton of like engineers and STEM people and all these fucking people. And Huntsville is probably the worst designed city. I've ever seen in my life. Like if you drive into neighborhoods, you can't get out of the neighborhoods because they design the streets so you can't drive through. So you get trapped in neighborhoods. But then they also design the highways and the roads really bad where like there's like really fucked up like intersections and things and it's just really hard to get around and there's lots of traffic. And and you would think this place that's like, full of, you know, they probably have the most PhDs in the fucking country, but it's designed so poorly. It's fucking designed so poorly. And then you have all these government workers they have, they all want chain restaurant. I don't know what their deal is. It's very boomerish town. They all want chain restaurants like fucking Rosie's which is like a, it's what I like to call a white Mexican restaurant. You can always tell a terrible, like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and you taste the food and it's so bland, it's so fucking bland. You can, you can taste that it came straight off of a Cisco truck and was frozen and they just warmed it up in the microwave and fucking handed you handed it to you. Phil Sandoval. I I think that's a fake name. I really do think that's a fake. I think that this guy's a fake Mexican. 
I'm just going to put that out there. Talk amongst yourselves about that. That is the conspiracy theory of the week. And I do have another conspiracy theory about Huntsville, but I don't know if we'll get to it today. But Phil Sandoval is a fake Mexican because that food he's serving is not Mexican food. It's like a little better than Taco Bell. Well, anyway, these fucking, these people that work in Huntsville, all these government workers fucking love it. They fucking love it. You know, you go into these restaurants in Huntsville and they're all chains. You know, I like an authentic, you know, local place that somebody took time on to make like a really special experience. And, you know, these fucking, these fucking government workers are just like, I don't want to fucking rocket burgers or whatever, you know, whatever fucking chain comes in. Uh, Johnny Rockets. That's what I meant to say. Well, anyway, and you, you meet some of these employees, you know, there's like, there's FBI, there's all kinds of government contractors. I'm actually a federal worker myself. So I'm talking shit about these people and I'm one of them. And you, you'll literally be in a restaurant drinking a beer and you'll hear some QAnon fucking whack job going on a rant. And, you know, you'll say to him, like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot? And he's like, I'm not a fucking idiot. It's like, well, you sound like a fucking idiot. You're a QAnon conspiracy theorist. And then he'll be like, I'm a rocket scientist. And you'll be like, no, you're not. You're fucking full of shit. Like, no, I'm a rocket scientist. It's like, really prove it. And then he'll show you his credentials and you'll be like, fuck. It's a fucking. That's the people building the rockets. When he's not working on the rockets, he's fucking going through and looking at why he believes Donald Trump won the last election. It's insane. I don't know. I don't know how these people exist, how they can be smart enough to do that job, but then believe nonsense. But you, you meet a lot of people like that in Huntsville, a lot of people. Um, and that, that's pretty much what you deal with all day. QAnon rocket scientists, cause they exist and they are out there. Restaurants. I fucking so many restaurants in Huntsville. Now fucking fast food's dead to me. You know, you go to McDonald's and you sit there for a fucking hour and they don't fucking bring you your food and then they, they fin they eventually do. And it's like, it, you could tell it was cooked yesterday. We used to be a proper nation where you could get fast food in a couple of minutes. I'm talking about like, I don't think people realize if you're young, you don't realize how things used to be like back in the eighties and nineties, you could go like, like even retail has changed. You go in retail, you can't even get anybody to help you anymore. When you would walk into a mall in the eighties or nineties, you would have a retail person there. And this retail person would fucking come up. They would measure you. They would even pick you out an outfit. They'd fucking tell you 
how great you look. Uh, they would tell you what would look best on you. I mean, they would bend over backwards helping you. I even, as a child, I broke my leg and ended up being hospitalized. The retail worker would bring me my clothes at the hospital. That's how people, that's how dedicated people were to their jobs back when we were an empire. But now we're just this falling apart country. Just a second-rate country. I guess I'll have to learn how to speak Mandarin. Ugh, fuck. Well, anyway, I ate at a Culver's the other night. It's it's pretty good. And it reminded me of the good old days. You know, of the 90s and 80s fast food. You go... I mean, I was surprised they didn't polish my knob while I was there. I fucking went in... They, they fucking, I ordered my food. They, they, they meticulously went through and asked me exactly what I wanted, everything on the burger. And then it came out popping hot, a popping hot burger, fucking fries, onion rings. Everything was fucking delicious. And I was like, this is the way food is supposed to be made. This is the way fast food is supposed to be done. Culver's, go try them. Because they, Wisconsin's keeping it alive. They're keeping the American dream alive. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, My voice is a little bit going out. Uh, Drinking some Buffalo Trace. I've only drank a little bit. I, w- I, I wish I drank more. I don't even got a buzz yet. Uh, one one week I'm going to do a drunken podcast. I think I would be a little better on a drunken podcast. I'm just going to drink lots of caffeine and then pour Buffalo Trace on top of it. So I watched, watched this goddamn Nocturnal Animals today. Uh, and it, it's basically just a vessel for Amy Adams to be distraught. Because that's all she does. She shows up into movies and she's like distraught. She's distraught about something. She's worked up and she cries. That's every Amy Adams movie. And apparently this is Tom Ford, the designer. Is a, Apparently he's a director now. I didn't know that. But he dresses, Tom Ford dresses the Obamas. He's kind of a big deal like that. So he made this movie, and it's a ridiculous movie. It's not good, but I wouldn't tell you not to watch it because it's entertaining. So go right ahead. The movie starts out, and there's all these like morbidly obese naked women dancing. And that was, I thought that was highly entertaining. Uh, and then some people get raped and killed and stuff like that, you know. Entertaining stuff. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? And I'm still, I watched another movie called Old Henry. And it has a really good, it gets really good later on. Like when you first start, you're like, I don't know. I don't know when it first starts. And then I loved the ending. It's a very simple movie, but just perfect. I don't like to give any spoilers, but it's good. It's good. Um. And I've been trying to watch this goddamn Gene Hackman movie called Night Moves. 
I don't think I've ever seen it. And I've been, uh, I think it's on HBO right now streaming, but I didn't want to get HBO. I wanted to just, you know, get on one of the free sites and watch it on there, but it keeps uh, buffering. So I watch it and I'll be like, oh my God, this is fun. You know, I watched the first like 10 minutes of it and I'm like, this, this is, mwah, mwah. this is the type of fucking movie I need. Fucking vintage Hackman. Fucking just, he looks like Ron Burgundy. I mean, that's the movie is just him. He shows up looking like Ron Burgundy and women are just fucking throwing themselves at him. And he's like, I'm a fucking cop. I'm Jing Hackman. And he fucking runs around fucking bitches and just, uh, I think he eventually gets cucked by somebody, but still Gene Hackman gets cucked in the best way. I mean, he's still cool while he's being cucked. That's how cool Gene Hackman was. And I I wish I would have lived in the 70s because um, if I was skinny, if I was in shape, I would look sort of like Gene Hackman, except I have hair. But, you know, we're both two very ugly men. But he, for some reason in the 70s, he had the stash and women just fucking went crazy about it. And I'm like, if I lived in the 70s, I I would have been what's considered a very handsome man. Because apparently they put him in this movie and I can't wait to finish it. And maybe I will talk about it on the podcast next week. So this is Victoria Vandenberg uh, joining you from uh, beautiful Alabama. And uh, I will see you next week.